You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena here. I've got my buddy Tony Sincata joining me. Tony, how are you? I'm all right. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing real good. And uh, we got uh, our friend Petey Considori going to push all the right buttons, get the, uh, the show moving in the right direction. Say hello, Is Pete. Is he feeling it today? Is What's up? It? Pete, are you feeling it? How's it going? I'm always feeling it, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's Weekend Fantasy Update here on a Saturday. All right. Just uh, keep your hands where we could see them. Yep, please. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, we got a fun show for you. Uh, lots of baseball talk. We actually have a guest in the uh, top of the second hour, John Stolness. He's the host of the uh, Phillies podcast, The Felsky Files. And uh, Tony, the, the Phillies are a real fun team uh, to follow this season. Uh, they got a lot of young talent. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out this year. So I'm interested uh, in getting uh, John's take on the Philly season. Yeah, I think that offensively they're going to be right there. And you question how, what they have for pitching mm-hmm. uh, in fantasy circles. Uh, everybody's in love with Aaron Nola. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see if how that uh, plays out. I remember watching this kid play uh, when he was in LSU, and they would try to pitch him like every other day. It was uh, It was crazy. So he is a guy that uh, for a long time a lot of people thought uh, was going to be a stud in this league and see if he can hold that Phillies pitching staff together. Yeah, I mean, he he had some injuries a couple years ago. Last year he had a pretty decent year. And uh, the Phillies have some money to spend. So, uh, you know, Jake Arrieta is still out there. Lance Lynn is still out there. So you never know. They just might sneak in and uh, maybe sign one of those guys. I mean, you know, there's always rumors about where where, uh, these free agents are going to end up. But I always love, like, when a team that no one expected to to make a play for a a player uh, just ends up signing someone out of nowhere. When's the last time that happens? When's the last time that that happened? Now you put me on the spot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't happen. I think you it love happens. things that don't exist, Come like on. Santa Claus. Come on. Oh, when does it happen? When does it? Uh, now I'm going to have to think. I'll, I'll have to think. Okay, you put me on the spot, but it, it does happen. Come on, it's happened in the past. You tell me it's See, never here's happened. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Like, the, uh, here's the crazy part about baseball now. Mm-hmm. This like. Uh, in the agents, this is the problem with free agency, why they, all these guys didn't get signed. Mm-hmm. The agents didn't take into account. How about Robinson Cano? Fifth- I'm going to break into you. Robinson Cano, did anyone really uh, think that the Mariners were going to come in and, and sign him to a long-term deal? Come on. All right. What That's year a while was that? ago. I know. <laughs> Three or four years ago, right? So every four years, it's like it's like uh, the Olympics, right? <laughs> so here's the problem baseball is that that people didn't figure there's 15 teams that have no chance to win and they don't even care. And they're just cashing checks and they're trying to get their farm system and they're not paying for free agents. And that's the problem in this league. This league now has got a lot like the NBA where teams are not trying to win and they're basically just you know, doing the minimal possible and trying to build a farm system in hopes that a couple of years down the road they can be the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros won the World Series, and now there are 15 teams trying to do the same thing. You know, you have a point because, you know, in all leagues, all sports, it seems it's a, it's a copycat situation. So, look, the Cubs built their team from within. Uh, like you said, the Astros built their team from within. Uh, the Yankees kind of went through, uh, uh, built their team uh, rebuilt their team, a lot of it from uh, their farm system. So uh, I, I guess you're right that their uh, teams see this as a way of uh, building a winner and uh, and maybe uh, they're not looking to spend as much money, obviously, as they were in the past. You know, they're getting, the share, getting their share of uh, the, uh, the t- I think it's the TV package that everyone's sharing yeah. in, revenue sharing. So that really, do they really need to... Uh, to, to to put together a, a, a you know to spend a lot of money in order to win now I mean they they were all making money. Jeffrey Laurie was the uh, guy that had it all figured out. He said that you know he 
he realized if he never sold one ticket, he still made money if he's kept his payroll in check. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Control your internal spending, uh, you know. That's uh, a, a fair point. So, But uh, there were some signings this week there, Tony. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> and uh, one just happened overnight. Uh, relief pitcher Tony Watson uh, he's going to be setting up games uh, for uh, Melanson again in uh, San Francisco. Uh, he signed uh, a deal. <clears throat> the uh, uh, contract is uh, hasn't been uh, announced exactly the the details, but uh, you know, Tony Watson could be a guy that if let's say if you're someone who waits on closers and uh, likes to pick up these closers and waiting, I mean, he might be somebody that you might want to invest in real late. What? Why would you consider him a closer to waiting? Because Melanson's health, or do you think that, like, he could overtake Melanson for the job? I think a combination. Um, Melanson, uh, I think he did have some some health issues, right? Um, and uh, Watson, uh, I mean, they gave him a shot. I forgot what team he was with uh, last. Didn't the uh, didn't, Pirates? Yeah, the Pirates. They gave him a shot at uh, closing. He's actually a better setup guy, I tell you. Well, here's the problem. Here's, uh, I'll tell you why he, he makes no sense to be make him the closer. <laughs> Is that late in the game, late in the game, right? We right. always go lefty on lefty and righty on righty. So right. why would you ever have a left-handed closer unless he's absolutely dominating? Right. Unless you're Billy Wagner, it makes no sense. Or if you think it makes sense, then every other manager is wasting our time that goes lefty on lefty and righty on righty. Hmm. Well, you're all fired up today, huh? I'm just very good at what I do. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> and it's a privilege to work with you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> I got I got an auction tomorrow night, so I've been in preparation mode for like four or five days. Oh, awesome. Okay, how many teams in the auction uh, draft? Fifteen. Oh, that's 15. tough, huh? So it's gonna be a long night. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what are your? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you could. Uh, Reveal what your strategies yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, Any of these guys that are on this channel, if they don't reveal what they're going to do in a draft, they're a jackass and they should lose their job. <laughs> you're on fire. Because you're, you're a radio show host first. And whatever leagues you play, you know, you get there. Take your job seriously, right? Take your job seriously. Yes. I'm actually going to do something different than I've ever done before. Um, I usually go hard on pitching, and, and and then there's enough hitters I can find. And I'm still going to take that course with the pitching, but I'm actually going to go and take advantage of the catching situation. The two catcher leagues, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get two guys that will play every day, and Gary Sanchez or in, uh, Evan Gaddis. Mm-hmm. Gaddis will play DH. He won't actually catch. And Gary Sanchez will play – you know, 120 games of catch and the 20 games of DH, and I'll get at bats there. And if you look at it, last year there was only five catchers uh, that actually meet average requirement hitters for a fantasy player on a 15-man roster. Only five. Mm. So I'm like, if I get two of them, that's a huge advantage. And I approximate their price tag about $29 for Gary Sanchez and $10 for Evan Gaddis. Mm. So I'll spend $39 in catches. I've been in auctions where I spent two bucks before. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Sanchez can easily give you 30 home runs, a decent average, right? And uh, yeah. Gaddis is a, at least a you know 25-homer guy, maybe more. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think Might he's at least a twenty. That that. So basically, oh no, but he's a two hundred and sixty hitter. But you even got to remember, Major League Baseball. I think the league average last year might have been two hundred and sixty-seven or something like that. I think I think it was a little lower. I think it was in the mid two hundred and fifty range. Yeah, like two hundred and fifty-five, two hundred and fifty-six. Well, I mean, you know, and that's the beauty in a way of uh, playing in a two. And we've spoken about this before. Playing in a two catcher league adds, uh, yes, you know, strategy. You, you need to really be more strategic when you're playing a two catcher league, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish. It. Yeah, I wish everybody was as intelligent as me and knew that. Well, you know, hopefully, I you know, working with you week after week, I could you know, you know, little by little. Uh, are you in? Uh, are you in the Justin Mason expert league? That's uh, thirteen. I don't know. I have thirteen, fourteen leagues. So yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. Team league. Yep. Yeah, that kicks off March first. Mm-hmm. That was a one catcher league. That was kind of disappointing. Mm. Well, maybe you reach out to him because, uh, you know. Oh, I did. I did. You did. I what, did. Do you, what do you say? No? He's from California. He was probably high. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you are on fire. Actually, yeah. actually, he isn't high. I want to correct that because Jason actually works with people that yes. have substance abuse problems. Yes, so yes, yes. so uh, that, 
That would have been a good joke for anyone else except mm-hmm. him, so yeah. I want to correct that. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't hear that. Okay. Uh, Pete, when Justin, you edit the show, does, uh, yeah, does great the, work. Yeah, he really does. Justin, we really might need does. your help at the end of three hours, Justin. <laughs> Especially the way we're starting off here, man. I got to be careful what I say with, with you, Tony. But I, I was in a, a 15-team mock this week and talking about catchers. Yeah. I waited late, man. And uh, I kind of like, I, I like who I ended up with. Uh, I picked up. Tucker Barnhart in round okay. 23. He's going to be the starting uh, catcher uh, yep. for the Reds. Uh, and I ended up round 27. I picked up Francisco Mejia, who I think he's going to get at least 400 at-bats. And I know that uh, I know that the Indians worked him out at uh, third base um, in the Arizona Fall League, but I still think he's going to get majority of his starts at catcher. He's obviously going to be eligible at catcher. But, uh, I mean, look, if you're going to wait in a, in a two-catcher league— I think that's two pretty decent uh, catchers. I don't know about you. If you if I don't know if he's going to get that many. You're going to rip me apart now. No, no, no. I like Barnhart. The other guy, there's too, there's too many catchers there in Cleveland. I don't know what's going to happen there. Hmm. Um, so maybe uh, Barnhart. Maybe he'll play because, like I said, uh, they, they did work him out at third base uh, in the Arizona Fall League. Tucker Barnhart's interesting to me because I, I look at it like this. When you pick a catcher late in the draft, mm-hmm. You can get a guy that's going to hurt you, mm-hmm. and that you got to try to get that. Now, I think he's going to hurt you in some instances because he's probably not a double-digit home run guy. And when we talk about you know putting together our teams, uh, you know we need, everybody hits twenty home runs. This guy might not hit double digits, but he has a two fifty-five batting average for a catcher. That's mm-hmm. really good, especially when you pick one late. Yep, and that that's where he goes. And last year he hit two seventy. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I think he has, like I said, in in a fifteen team league, uh, the the fact that I waited that late, I, you know, I'm pretty happy with uh, with that. So, um, so we talked about uh, Tony Watson and uh, Eduardo Nunez uh, signed this week, signed with the Red Sox, uh, one year deal. Hey, I think it was a really good move. You know, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm like, why did the Yankees get this guy? Especially since there's question marks as to who's going to play third for them. You know, it's going to be uh, probably right now it looks like it's going to be Miguel Andujar. But uh, when you look at what the Red Sox probably going to do with him, uh, with uh, Nunez, you know, Pedroia, he's saying that he's healthy. But if he can't uh, start the season, you got Nunez, you could plug him in at, at second base. As a fantasy player, he's eligible at third in the outfield. And depending on the rules of your league, he might even be eligible at shortstop. And look, guy's going to give you a decent average, or 280, uh, steal 20 or so bases, maybe a little bit more. I mean, unheralded uh, fantasy guy, no? Oh, yeah, he shouldn't be unheralded. He's, uh, he's a double-digit home run guy, 20-stolen base guy uh, there. Here's the problem, I think, that people uh, – the Red Sox came out this week that they had some issues in the clubhouse last year. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them center around Dustin Pedroia. And I really think that with a new manager there, it wouldn't shock me if Eduardo Nunez is the second baseman for the Boston Red Sox and Dustin Pedroia is phased out. Um, the Boston Red Sox, like the New York Yankees, are a team that can afford to sit a high-priced guy on the bench like they did with Alex Rodriguez in, in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's not the player he once was. And Eduardo Nunez, not as good defensively, uh, but ten times the offensive player of Dustin Pedroia. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned the the problems in the clubhouse uh, with the Red Sox. There was also a situation, was it last year, where uh, David Price got into it with, was it Dennis Eckersley on the team plane? Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. David Price actually uh, held a team, uh, had a press conference yeah, uh, yeah. his first day at spring training and talked about it. But Dustin Pedroia is the guy that there was a, um, a beanball incident mm-hmm. uh, involving the Baltimore Orioles, and Dustin Pedroia told... Um, the Orioles, he had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. That he so had he threw his to teammates do. under the yeah. <laughs> yeah, threw his. T- hey, it wasn't he, me. He's like Marshawn Lynch during football <laughs> yeah. football season when he was when there, when there were fights on the field and he was protecting the opponents. Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a wimpy kind of thing to do. Yeah, on Pedro's part. So, yeah, so I, you know what, I, I, this kid Nunez, I think he has a shot to win that job. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a guy like I said. Uh, you know, multi-position eligibility. Everyone's looking for stolen bases this year again. So uh, nice job on the Red Sox, and they signed them. They gave him a one-year deal with a player option too. So it's it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Yeah. I like no-brainers. Yeah. 
I like my women to be no-brainers. <laughs> How was your week, by the way? <laughs> did, 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 anything uh, anything uh, to report? Did you start your new uh, – you were training, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm down seven pounds in one week. Wow. So I'm hostile. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what would you do? You said you were going down to 500 calories a day. Yeah. You still able to walk around? I had two, uh, I had two days of uh, – I didn't realize it. Yesterday and today – um, yesterday, Friday and Thursday, I didn't realize that I only ate egg whites. That was my whole, like, the same thing, egg three, whites. Three times you had them? Like, for every meal? Yeah. Yeah. And would, did you, like, add some, like, meat no. or something? Just just egg whites? No. Yeah. Wow. And you're going to do this for how long? And a lot of water. Until the end of June. Wow. Wow. I, I, I tip my cap to you if, you if you could stick to that. Man, that's, that's, that's going to be tough, but... Uh, I'm going to have, have some you. chicken today. Right. Did you have any egg whites so far today? or No, no, no. Just uh, coffee today. So mm. far, just coffee. Right. You know, there, I was reading something in the paper this week about a retired New York City policeman that he's suing the city because he said that he's overweight because of the stress of the job, and uh, he's looking for $2,000 extra a month in his pension. So uh, oh. they, they interviewed some of his former coworkers because he claimed he ate, like, you know, four ounces of meat for, for, uh, for lunch and, and snacked on peanuts. And, but uh, you know, his, his former co-worker said, this guy used to put, put away a chicken by himself. And, uh, <laughs> so, don't be that guy, Tony, all right? Stick to your Maybe diet. it was antibiotic. <laughs> Maybe. All right, when we come back, we got lots more baseball news. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. And I uh, just uh, want to remind you all uh, that uh, every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Unfortunately, only 30% of patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor within their family. But that's how you can help. Go to dkms.org slash FNTSY today and sign up online to register as a donor. DKMS will send you a swab kit, which takes legitimately just one minute to do. You swab each of your cheeks and send it back to them, and that's it. You're done. DKMS will then try and match you up with a person in need of a donation. The process is easy, and best of all, you can actually save someone's life. Not metaphorically, but quite literally. Check out dkms.org slash FNTSY to see how you can help. Tony, it's good to help people, isn't it? It's good to give back. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it, man. One minute, all you do is swab some cheeks and throw something in an envelope, and mm. that's all required to help people. Yep. And especially with all the crazy crap we got going on in this world right now, if that's yeah. all you can do to to do your part, get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy week, right? Uh, there was some love. It was it was Valentine's Day uh, Wednesday. There was you know, some hate oh, yeah. in the air too, unfortunately. But uh, uh, baseball season just keeps on. Uh, Renewing, right? A season of renewal where uh, pitchers and catchers reported this week. So, uh, I mean, we're here to just uh, entertain, take your mind off of, uh, you know, the ugliness uh, that sometimes uh, you're faced with in life. So let's just have some fun, talk some baseball. I'm fired up about it. I'll tell you what, the baseball, the best part of any fantasy sport is draft season, right? Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> and I think ba- baseball's. I think baseball's even more interesting than the, than the other sports uh, because of the complexity of the 
of the 10 category roto style and in fact i think that's why it might be kind of diminishing in popularity uh because i think there are more and more people um the younger generation that don't have the mindset to do anything complex and they like everything easy and they're like most there's a lot of head-to-head you know younger people playing Mm -hmm. yeah uh it is a, a complex it's it's yeah, you know, it's fun, but it's also a little hard. You got to put some work into it, especially in baseball. I mean, you're talking, you know, like I said, I was in that 15 team mock this week. Uh, 28 rounds, you know, it took over two hours, and uh, you, know, you really got to know the player pool and uh, uh, you know, be able to, you know, help yourself, help your team because those players that you pick after the 10th round <laughs> and sometimes in the 15th round could end up making the difference in you winning your league. Oh, absolutely. The auction I'm going to do tomorrow night is going to take five hours. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have. Yeah, a lot of commitment. Yeah, Yeah, they're tough. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what, though. I like playing. I like playing the auction way better than the um, uh, way better than the snake draft Mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, you control your own destiny there. But it's it's certainly not for everybody. Like if you're a newcomer, I think the auction would just you'd probably never do it again. Mm -hmm. And first of all, not a lot. Everybody doesn't have five hours to do. Right. And then secondly is that, you know, which players do I want? Then you sit there. I'll tell you what, you'll sit there sometimes for an hour without making a bid. Right, And right. you've got to have a little discipline. Right. Yeah, and you know, you're right. I mean, even as someone who's played in some auction leagues and has played fantasy for a while, you're right. I mean, you could sit there for a while and you're like, you, you qu- sometimes you question yourself. You're like, man, you know. But if you have a strategy in place, if you have, you know, specific players in mind, you know, I mean, and you're right. You could control your own desti- destiny, and uh, you could control also other teams' destinies by you know throwing out some uh, some players that you know are going to go for some decent bucks that you know you don't want, but uh, you know you could help uh, deplete their uh, their money. Their uh, you know they could, you know, and you could just watch them and then make them spend yeah. some cash. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, continuing on uh, the news of the week, uh, Ryan Healy was a guy I was really high on last year. He, he had a decent year, but uh, you know I, I think I expected more out of him. Then he got uh, traded to the Mariners. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, he's having surgery to remove a bone spur from his hand. Yeah, I would probably, at this point, um, take him off my draft list. Yeah. Um, you could take a late flyer on him. And, but the thing is, you know what, even if he's out four to six weeks, that doesn't mean he's going to be 100% healthy when he comes back. Mm-hmm. And when you have a hitter with hand injuries, I, I would probably stay away. Now, I, I checked an auction, um, some auction prices for him, mm-hmm. and he's going for $5 at a mixed auction. He might be worth a $5 bid. Mm-hmm. He still might be worth a, uh, you know, if you're in a 30-round draft, he might be worth a pick in round 25, 26, and, and go from there because you can always cut him if it ain't working out. But I, I wouldn't give it much more thought than that. And it's a kid that you know people were looking at 25 home runs mm-hmm. and a 271 batting average last year. Like That's not something to just sniff away. Uh, but I would not take the risk of drafting him you know, in 12th, 13th round, which he might have went before. Right. And uh, what's even more concerning, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, when hitters have a problem uh, with a, their hands, a hand injury, is that, uh, you know, he basically was told to lay off in the off season, uh, and uh, hopefully that his his hand would heal itself because he had a situation with it last year. Uh, so so basically, you know, he didn't really probably go through his full normal workout routine uh, in the off season, which is, you know, concerning. And then he's going to have to lay off for the four to six weeks to heal from the surgery. So that's, you know, doubly concerning. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if you could get him for five bucks, maybe three in an auction, you know, yeah. just throw him out there, I mean, uh, and have him sit on your bench. I mean, he could be a, a nice second-half uh, player for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how to look at it. If you go in with unreasonable expectations and trying to uh, trying to get the same guy that hit 25 home runs last year, I think you got to realize um, that you were going to get him at a diminished rate. And if you could, you know, maybe get 12, 15 home runs. Mm-hmm. You hope that 270 batting average, though, was nice to get from a power hitter. Yeah. Um, that's what you're looking at uh, there. So I think there's a risk associated with it. But... I wouldn't totally ruin him out, but uh, he would be a guy that would be consideration like one of the last few picks. Mm-hmm. 
So we still have some, uh, you know, there's been some signings and some movement this week, but we still have some big name free agents still out there. And then we had uh, Lenny Melnick on with us last week, and he, he asked, and, and you, you asked as well, so who's going to be the Royals' first baseman, I mean, if they don't sign Hosmer? So it's looking like right now their fallback plan is uh, Hunter Dozier. Uh, and, their yeah. Only, yeah, and their only other option is uh, uh, Samir Duenez, a 22-year-old prospect who hasn't played any uh, more than double-A ball. So, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'm thinking that maybe Hosmer, right now, it looks like it's either San Diego or uh, the Royals. And based on what you said in the first segment, I mean, there's no chance of a team swooping in that we haven't heard of, right? <laughs> but I'm, but I'm nah. But I'm no. thinking, I'm thinking that that he resigns probably with the, the with the Royals. The only team that could, I, I think that if you were going to go somewhere outside the box, because right, first Sox. base is another situation. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Because I, I think, to be honest with you, Mitch Mullins going to have pretty similar numbers without the stolen bases. Yeah, yeah, he's a. You know, he's a guy that I take real late in, in drafts, you know, like real late. Yeah, you know? I do too. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe second to last round. And he's a guy that his his floor is probably 20 home runs. And you know, like you said, the batting average, he might hurt you a little bit, but he's not going to kill you. He's not going to, you know, he's not a 220 hitter. He's a 240 to 250, maybe even a, you know, a little higher. But uh, he's what a guy about, that's really, really out there real late. What about the one team that could snoop in on uh is uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Matt Coburn is a guy that plays every position, yeah. but not really a first baseman prototype. Uh, it wouldn't shock me. The Cardinals have done nothing. A lot of people had some expectations there. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the one team that I would... If you, if you said, who's going to sneak in and grab Eric Cosma, mm-hmm. it would be the Cardinals. Yeah, they, they've got money, and uh, look, you know, I mean... Basically, oh, they got money. Yeah. Their fans are so pathetic. <laughs> like, that franchise, right... They do nothing. Like, they don't sign big players. They let Albert Pujols go. And yet every game sold out. Everybody's there with their right, their red Cardinals jersey. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're the blind, man. They're blind to how poor their ownership is and how they're screwing them. I mean, they have David Koresh owning that team, I think. And they're all drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> but it's it's not like they haven't won. I mean, they're, they're, they've experienced winning, you know, over the past couple of decades. You know, uh, you know, couple, co- yeah. that's not ex- You're a Yankees fan. That's not acceptable. Come on. You're right. I'm a Yankees fan, but uh, I'm a, a, a sane Yankees well, fan. Imagine I mean, if your team, I mean, think about it, though. These Cardinals fans are passionate. They sell out every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So if you have that kind of money playing in the Midwest, right. and it's not like the Yankees, right, and you're sitting there and you sign nobody mm-hmm. knowing this team has all the money in the world, it's got to be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, but they don't. They love it. They yeah. they love everybody out there. Uh, you know, I, I take the the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers. I, I love those those franchises that have the history. But uh, yeah, I guess I mean I guess you could make a point uh, about them not really spending uh, a whole lot. But uh, again, I point to the fact that uh, they've they've experienced some recent uh, success. But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, they're not the Yankees. But then again, who is? Yeah, the Cardinals are now worth uh, $716 million, $716 million, and um, this William DeWitt is the owner. William, spend a little cash, William. You're 76 years old, and you're going to die soon, so try to win a World (laughs) Series before you die. (laughs) Uh, Right? That's what people should be preaching. Yeah. Well, look at the guy uh, that used to own the Tigers, man, how much money he spent. Uh, yeah, he wanted to, to try to win. Yeah, and f- unfortunately, yeah. the, he didn't see that World Series. But, man, he was spending like uh, nobody's business. That's what you got. You got you to have a guy there. Uh, this guy uh, made his money from uh, Dewey's Pizza, which I never even heard of. Uh, I never heard of Dewey's Pizza. Yeah, me neither. I wonder if it's a chain like in the Midwest. Yeah. Maybe, he, uh, maybe battles Papa John's. I'll tell you what, you know, and oh, you know that's crazy too. The Cardinals were the team that that uh, uh, hacked into the uh, Houston Astros uh, computers. <laughs> yes, yes, very true, yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> How's the pizza down in Florida, there, uh, Tony? Talk oh, about every, all the food sucks down here, unless yeah. you're going to eat an orange. 
<laughs> yeah, like I found one one place, one place that has New York style Chinese food, and um, the rest is not good. It's not good. Mm. So you got I, sun though. You can't yeah, have everything. Right. You got the sun. You could have a good orange. And there's one place in the entire state that makes decent Chinese food, according to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, yes. I mean, do Floridians, what are they, they're into the, the chain pizza places? I mean, there's, you know, like, yeah. like nobody, sad, trans, nobody, nobody transplanted from New York and uh, opened well, up Well, actually, York, actually, you know, like I, go, I go pizzeria. to this, yeah, 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 I got one I go to, mm-hmm. a pizzeria, and he owns a little bar there, and it's the Brickstone Pizzeria in Fruit Cove, Florida. Mm-hmm. He's from Ohio. And uh, he came down here, and he, he's got things going on over there at his pizzeria. He loves his pizza, too. He's proud of his pie. Mm. You know, my, my father uh, used to be in the pizza business. I used to work with him. Maybe I should transplant and come down, open up a pizzeria. Would you come uh, support me uh, there? Would you? you oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'll go get, put flyers in the neighborhood. <laughs> and this is the perfect time to, to be a pizza man because it's Lent, right? Catholic people, they celebrate Lent. and Every supposedly you, you Friday night, cheese pizza. You can't. Eat meat on Friday, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah. My wife, and I, I, had, yeah. I ordered Domino's last night for the kids. Yeah, yeah. That's how go. sad it is down here. <laughs> uh, and my wife learned because uh, she had to wait like a half hour, even though she called in her order. She had to wait a half hour yeah. because uh, you know all these Roman Catholics, of which I'm one. Uh, yeah, cheese pizza <laughs> and uh, the bread rolls, the breadsticks. Yeah. That, that's all you could have on Friday. Yeah. My dad used to make us eat haddock, and I hated it. <laughs> and uh, I used to put as much mouth in, in my mouth as I could, fill up my whole entire mouth, and go in the bathroom and spit in the toilet. Like it probably costs like twenty dollars, right, for the thing, and I'm spitting in the toilet. <laughs> he should have been making you the uh, the egg whites that you have now. Yeah, egg That's, whites and pizza. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, who, who else is left? Oh, he owned Arby's, too, this dude. Wow. Yeah, they got all the money in the world. They just merged with somebody, too, I think, uh, Arby's. So he, he might have sold. Yeah, at one point, he, he owned it, probably sold out, made a killing, I bet. I can't remember. Now he could afford Eric Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He went to Yale and Harvard. Hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. All right. So, uh, who else is left here in the free agency? Like big names. I mean, there's a ton of people left. But uh, Jake Arrieta, uh, rumored maybe uh, maybe the Brewers. I'm thinking maybe uh, you know the Phillies have a lot of money to spend. We talked about Arenola. You know, and maybe he goes there. I don't know why they signed Carlos Santana. Like that was a crazy. Yeah, that's thing that's ever. one of the things I want to ask John Stoneless. Uh, we're going to have him on at the top of the second hour. Which, yeah, I agree with you. It was kind of a surprise signing. So if they have money, yeah, they need Jake Arrieta. Um, even though you know he hasn't looked like Jake Arrieta the last two seasons, right. and I guess he had two seasons where he was optimal Jake Arrieta, and before that he didn't look good either. Yeah. So who is the real Jake Arrieta? Please step um, forward. And maybe, yeah, there. And Lance Lynn is the other guy that's out there. Yeah. Lance Lynn is a guy that I think he's kind of underrated as a pitcher. He's mm-hmm. always had a problem against left-handed bats. Um. I'm interested to see. He's a workhorse, you know, except for that one injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he can really help a team out, too. So those those two guys both out there, I think, are really helping. Now, the Milwaukee Brewers have been rumored to be doing a lot of stuff since these trades, but they haven't done anything. And mm-hmm. I think what happens is everybody knows they have excess players, so they're not giving them fair value. And I think that's actually hurting Jake Arrieta because they're trying to shed some payroll before they, they make another commitment to another contract. Mm. I mean, you mentioned Jake Arrieta not being Jake Arrieta. You know, I mean, you know, he, I think he won the Cy Young a couple of years ago. Then he had some issues yeah. with uh, his velocity. Uh, you yep. know, went down. So I mean, you know, uh, you know, I'm not thrilled with he him. Needs, uh, you know, and, and he's uh, north of thirty, right? So he's uh, thirty-one mm-hmm. in eleven months. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wish him in, uh, March sixth. He'll be thirty-two. Wow. We got to wish him a happy birthday. All right. That's well, it. There you go. And Pete Katsudori, March 6th as well. We'll be back with more baseball news. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Joe Glean. I'm joined by Tony Sincata. And Pete Gustoy producing a show. chicken now. Uh, baked chicken time? Yeah. Did you make it yourself or you ordered out? What'd oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I always, yeah, I like to cook. You like to cook? Yes, I do. Yeah. I find it's a good way to be creative. Uh, you know, not only uh, do, with my fantasy writing and stuff like that, but I like to be a little creative, you know? I figure if I cook, I might run into Rachel Ray one day. That's my goal in life. Why? I like her. She's funny. I actually uh, yeah. went to uh, see her show live. Oh, really? <laughs> really. And, uh, you know, the persona that she portrays on TV is not not real, in my opinion. And uh you know, I, I went with, uh, you know... That wife. happens a lot. Yeah, my wife went... Uh, she had free tickets, whatever, so I joined her. And, uh, she, you know, I don't want to bash her or whatnot, but I'm sure she's a good person. But uh, maybe she's just focused, right? I mean, maybe, maybe she had an off day, maybe. Maybe. Her and her husband are swingers. Are they, really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So you guys in New York, if you belong to any of those societies, you might be able to run into them. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, that's... Maybe I yeah. like her more now. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll see. All right. So, <laughs> not, she's, not so know. she's not so when bad. You tune in. Uh, I know. When you tune into the show, you just never know the information you're gonna get. Like you can listen to Ron Chandler all effing day. He's not gonna tell you Rachel Ray's a swinger. <laughs> right, right. And and how'd you hear about this though? You know somebody uh, who's, who's swung Google. With her? <laughs> no, Google. Google uh, is your Google, friend, uh, right? Her, yeah, her her husband's been caught a few times going alone, and um, it's because it caused some difficulties in their marriage. Yeah, because that's not swinging when you're going alone. That's not swinging. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> <He> took- <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy, right? Right. You think about it, though, right? If you're a swinger and then you accuse your your spouse of cheating on you, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh boy, uh, maybe we need a poll for that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of polls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Michael uh, Stockis is still out there, and you mentioned Lance Lynn, and I want my Yankees to grab one of these two guys, and I know that they're they got their. I think. The luxury, a good chance. yeah, right. They and there's been whispers of uh, the Yankees and Mustakas having some uh, some discussions. And you know, I was looking. The Yankees currently their uh, team salaries at uh, just about 175 million, from what I understand. Uh, obviously, the luxury tax threshold is 197 million. The Yankees are adamant they want to get under that. So, um, so basically, I mean, if they could just move. Jacoby Ellsbury, which is not easy, but you're gonna have to eat. Let's say no. no, he's making 22 mil. Which even when they signed them, I was like, this is ridiculous. There, uh, there's no one else even bidding on him. They whatever, but they, they're gonna yeah, have to. Yeah, that eat, was weird. Yeah, they're gonna have to eat 10 to 12 million of that salary, which you know that'll still uh, lower their their uh, salary uh, team salary to about 165 million or so. And uh, supposedly they want to leave, uh, uh, you know, maybe 10 to 12 million in case they make any trades like midseason, you know. Uh, you know, trade deadline moves or whatnot, but you know, I would love to see Mustakis. Maybe give him like you know a two-year deal. You know, I, I, maybe you know, look, you think he would take fifteen million for two years, or maybe like one year with a with a player option or something. I mean, look, we spoke about this last week. That lefty power bat in Yankee Stadium. I mean, and it gives you an extra year to get Miguel and the Hall ready. Oh yeah, so I don't know when you say like. Uh, will he go for a discount <laughs> and go to the Yankees thing? Because I think that he's at least a $12 million player. Right. Okay. 
But yeah, I think he's does at he least go there? That, yeah. Does he take a one-two-year deal and try to put it up there? Because he's 29, so he still could have an opportunity to get one more contract in mm-hmm. um, th- this season. But him and the Royals haven't been close. Like they, 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 there's been no discussions there. So I don't. I, there's not a lot of options, I think, for him at third base. Mm-hmm. Um, he could end up like going to the Yankee Stadium because there's nothing else there. And Jesus, I'll tell you what, I 38 home runs. People don't understand in Kauffman Stadium. Mm-hmm. That ballpark is a huge pitcher's ballpark, mm-hmm. and um, he put together a monster season. I'd hate. I'd love. He'd be. He'd all of a sudden be like a player everybody knows about mm-hmm. if he played in the Yankees. It's stadium. almost like if he takes like a discount now with the Yankees, it's going to help him, you know, in the future. You know, he could land like you yeah. know a huge contract in the future if he could just show, uh, you know, America what he could do. Because you know, I mean, like you said, thirty-eight home runs, and uh, you know, I was kind of down on him going into last season, but uh, you know, he made me eat my words. But the, this is a guy that, uh, you know. He could really flourish. Prior to his, yeah. prior to his thirty-eight home runs, do you know what the most home runs uh, in Royals history? And the Royals had people don't understand. The Royals had some great players mm-hmm. uh, back in the seventies and eighties. You know who, who, what the most home runs by a Royal was? Was it Sal Balboni? Maybe thirty-five or so. Pretty close, mm-hmm. but not. It was thirty-six home runs, mm-hmm. and it, and uh, yeah, bye bye Balboni, <laughs> Steve Balboni. Oh, Steve, did I call him Sal? Yeah. yeah, because I, he looks like I, I a went Sal, to school. Though, right? I went to, no, I went to school with a Sal. <laughs> you did Sal Balboni, and you know what? I mean, yeah. and, and we were in school when uh, Steve was having his amazing, you know, minor league career, where you know uh, you weren't you were up in Boston, but Phil Rizzuto uh, doing Yankee games. Oh, and he hit another oh, one, yeah. you know. So this guy Sal wasn't he the rookie of the year? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, I know this guy Sal claimed that he that uh, Steve was his cousin. So I don't know. I don't know how true that was. But uh, that's why I always refer to Steve Balboni as Sal Balboni. I like that. that yeah. That's acceptable. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yes. All right. So who, who else is uh, is left out there? Greg Holland, uh, closer. Uh, you know, he he missed. Uh, he had a very good year last year. Uh, Saves wise, I mean the ERA was a little up yeah. there, but uh, and previous to that he missed the the 2016 season, but uh, had put together three straight solid years. So uh, he's out there, um, and uh, Jonathan Lucroy. You know, I never understood why the Mets wouldn't go into uh, Jonathan Lucroy, especially before let's say they uh, they had signed uh, Adrian Gonzalez. You know, because I mean this guy Travis Darno. I mean I know that he has a tremendous pedigree but look you know he just can't stay healthy you know and that's who they're going with as that's who the Mets are going with as their catcher but LaCroix could yeah. catch he could play first uh seemed like it would have been a nice fit for them uh, but uh suppose he's rumored to be uh pursued by the Brewers well that's the Brewers is where he had his claim to fame yeah. right and he lit mm-hmm. it up yeah but the bottom line is I don't know what the deal is with this guy he hit the 24 home runs in 2016 Prior to that, is his best was thirteen, eighteen. You know, it was yeah. the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's a twenty-four home run hitting guy. I think he's a double digit, like double digit to fifteen home yeah. run hitting guy. But he's a two seventy batting, which is good there. Mm-hmm. He's got to be a terrible defensive catcher, and, mm-hmm. and I don't have that information ahead of me mm-hmm. because I can't believe he's still out there either. But I, I, the end, the other thing is, you know what? Maybe teams don't want to get involved in a. A 31-year-old catcher, and mm-hmm. we always talk about the catcher's situation when it's done. Uh, there, I mean, he signed an awful contract with the Brewers. Um, we we talk about all these salaries. He was at a five-year, eleven million-dollar contract with the Brewers, uh, which ended in 2016. Right? Yeah. He he should get eleven million for one season. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think he should fire his agent. Hopefully he did, and maybe that's why he's not getting yeah. signed. <laughs> and he didn't do—he didn't put up big numbers in Colorado. You know, he wasn't healthy though. Right. But you know, when you look at his, you know, he doesn't really look like a typical catcher, right? You know, you think of a catcher, you think of a burly kind of guy. He's small. Yeah, I was just looking at six feet, two hundred pounds. Uh, so eh, we'll see. I mean, uh, he may end up with the Brewers uh, again. The Brewers. I'll tell you what. I hope not, because I'm um, I'm already in trouble with Stevie Vaught. And uh, hmm. now I'm 
uh, he's got to get a new home. We got we got a lot of guys that need new homes. Mm, that's true. Uh, Cargo needs a new home too. That's a, that's a bad situation, right? Yeah. Because Carlos, here's the problem that people don't understand. He can't find a job, right? And yet, the Rockies were thinking about bringing him back. Mm-hmm. But it makes zero, zero sense for the Rockies to bring him back. And this is why, is that I actually looked at this last night, uh, or, or Friday night. I, I get my nights mixed up. Yeah, oh, Friday last night, night was Friday night. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's why I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these guys in, in Colorado are left-handed bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerardo Parra, lefty, and he's hurt. Yeah. He just had Another guy uh, with hand surgery. surgery, yep. Ra- uh, Ramil Tapia is one of the guys that everybody's looking at having up. He's a left-handed bat. Mm-hmm. David Dahl, a left-handed bat. So why would you bring in Cargo? Another lefty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good point, yeah. And, and, you know, I was going to talk about the Rockies later, but uh, since you brought them up, like, you know, Para, hand surgery, looks like he, he's not going to be around until the uh, first couple weeks of March, right? He's He was in. the biggest steal of the drafts, I thought. Like, if you, I've done two drafts already. Mm-hmm. I picked him after 300. Mm, wow. Yeah, good value. And he was going to start. Yeah. He, yeah. It, was, it was supposed to start opening yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he probably still will, but, you know, anytime you hear of a, a hitter with hand surgery, you know, just yeah. obviously red flag or whatnot. But uh, they've got some, some players there, uh, the Rockies, obviously. Charlie Blackman uh, this week, they're saying that um, he might not lead off. But uh, 37 home runs last year. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't lead off, it's going to cut into his stolen bases. I mean, but, you know, as he's getting older, you, I had a feeling they were going to drop off a little bit uh, anyway. There's two problems in the first round. You never have problems in the first round. Mm-hmm. The two problems are, I don't know if you want, if I'm jumping ahead, That's I don't know right. if you want me That's to get okay. into it. Yeah, you, you know. People, we, we're giving you something early. We might talk about it later again. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's a refresher course. There then. you go. We'll, we'll there's two problems you. in the fr- <laughs> yeah. There's two problems in the first round. One, what does the humidor mean to Paul Goldschmidt? Right. And two, if Charlie Blackman bats first, bats third instead of first, how does it affect his runs scored? How mm-hmm. does it affect his stolen bases? And how does it affect his RBIs? Mm-hmm. Some of those will be positives, and some will be negatives. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, if if he's not leading off, uh, you got. I mean, they've got a, they've got some players. You know, I mean, David Dahl. You know, he was a, a guy that uh, people were expecting a lot of last year yeah. until he got hurt. And you know, when he first got hurt, uh, the injury that he had, uh, it didn't seem like it was going to cost him the entire year. But when you look at nope. when you look at his uh, his minor league career, he he's had some uh, some injury issues just overall. Yeah. But, and you can't look at his numbers because they play in that stupid PCL? league where yeah. all the numbers, yeah, Pacific where all Coast the numbers league. are, yeah, pinball numbers, mm-hmm. and uh, it's crazy. I think Ian Desmond might be the leadoff hitter. Mm. Or there's another guy I think too. He's, he's a guy that uh, way underrated. I get him at 166, I think, in my last couple drafts. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to have him on every team if if he keeps going there. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Rymel Tapia? You're familiar well, with that's him, right? the problem. Yeah, yeah. I think Rymel Tapia. Now, here's the here's the thing. Dahl has the chance. Dahl has two options left to go back to the minus, mm-hmm. and Tapia only has one. Right. I think Tapia is going to get if if Gerardo Parra is not ready. Tapia is going to get the guy to be the guy that has a shot. Yeah. But I think Parra is going to be the guy that's in there, and I think they'll put him in the middle of the order. I don't think they'll put him lead off. Mm-hmm. And the guy that's been hitting two. DJ LeMahieu all these years right. is a guy that could actually go to the leadoff spot because he's a 300 hitter. Mm-hmm. He gets on base and he actually he's like six four, two twenty, but he steals bases more than he hits home runs. Yeah. Well, what do you think about? Uh, I mean, since we're talking Rockies, what do you think about Lemieux? I mean, I'm almost thinking that he's kind of a, a better real life player than a fantasy player at this stage. I mean, you're right. He bats over 300, scores a bunch of runs. Uh, the, I mean, I wouldn't call him like a, a you know bona fide stolen base guy, but he can steal a base. Right. Uh, no power. Uh, but then again, like I said, a, a nice real player. Do you think? What do you think right, about so, his fantasy value? See, here's how I, here's how I break it down. It's actually better than I think you. Better than, than making I, it down. <laughs> yeah, because the three ten batting average is fifty points over, mm-hmm. and I think we neglect that. It's fifty points over the average, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that gives me a light. 95 runs scored 
That's is tough. huge. Yes. Right? That's a tough category. So now we, That's a category that you almost always kick yourself. Like, why didn't I, you know, focus yeah. on this a little bit more in my draft? Very tough. So so now we got two positives. All right. We got two positives. RBI is 64. You probably need 70 or 80, but from a middle infielder, it's actually not a bad number. So I would say he's neutral in that category. So I got two positive categories. I got a neutral. Home runs, eight home runs, six home runs, five home runs. It's a negative, right? So yeah. we got a negative category there. But you can um, make that up in a lot of different yep. places. And then stolen bases, you know what? We see a lot of fast second baseman and stuff, and he did he did steal 23 bases two, two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. So I think he, I think, I think he's actually a number, probably around ten or eleven for second baseman. All right, yeah, I mean that's a, that's a valid argument, but still, I don't think he's going to be on many of my fantasy teams. <laughs> See, but but you know, I just presented the case for you. Yeah. When you come, when you come back to me and you tell me you got Caesar Hernandez, <laughs> I'm going to say, come on, man. <laughs> well, that's going to be well, that's going to be something that I want to talk to John Stoneless about too. Uh, you know, with Caesar See, Hernandez, you got, yeah, beautiful. Uh, with uh, Kingery, right? You got uh, is he just a, a basically oh. a placeholder? I'm going to tell people this. We got the Roto Experts exclusive edge package coming out next week. We just did a mock draft, and I was asked to do uh, to make some comments on our draft. Mm-hmm. And there was one question that was like negative comment, and mm-hmm. basically um, you didn't say anything negative Pisa about Pia. my my okay. No, Pisapia right. selected Kingery, mm-hmm. and I was like, I-, I thought this. We only included the major league statistics in our uh, mock draft. I didn't think we would include the minor league statistics. I don't see Kingery having a shot to come up, you know, in April. Oh, yeah. And maybe he comes up later. Mm -hmm. But then when he comes up, what's he going to do? He don't hit for power, right? And at the major league level, at the major league level, all these stolen base guys struggle. We don't see these guys come up and steal. Only Billy Hamilton. You look at it. Trevor Story's a guy that stole a ton of bases in the minors. Uh, Jock Peterson stole a ton of bases in the minors. It doesn't translate. Not, yeah, you're right. It's just the, the way that the Major League Baseball is moving now. That the, Too many home runs hit to risk someone getting thrown out. Right? Stay on base and, and let the home run hitters yeah. uh, drive you in. Uh, when we come back. So Joe Pisapia's Fantasy Black Book. Take your eight home runs and get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking Phillies baseball. <laughs> 